Hey, Podcast Nation. Today's episode is on time and speed and our misperception of it. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live here again, coming to you from Weirman Media and Two Brothers TV with Isaac, otherwise known as Isaiah Soul and JRW. Glad you can join us today if you're with us, and if not... You can easily stream us on a podcast in the near future. We're going to be launching this on our podcast as well as YouTube TV. And we're going to be all over all the platforms. We're just uh, starting the pillar content now and we're going to be chopping this up and editing it and adding the fine tuning and releasing it on multiple platforms. So if you can't reach, uh, be with us now, you can join us in the future on multiple different platforms. So how are you doing today, Zaya? Doing good, doing good. Today we're going to talk about time and speed, our relationship with time and speed. It's going to be a little bit shorter of our episode today, about 20 minutes. Um, so we'll get into it right away. Um, I would I like to break it down to 10 minutes in each topic. I will be interviewing my brother and we'll be bouncing, uh, both be sharing on our experience with time and speed. I think first thing we should talk about time because I think it's the most important one. And I think from my experience, my relationship with time as I've done the inventory and been aware is I have became addicted to um, I guess not addicted a better word but I've noticed that my relationship with time isn't necessarily healthy and I haven't done an inventory and audited my time my whole life and how I've spent it so I think that's kind of where it starts and then I'll let you kind of talk about that and then carry into a larger picture with the society's relationship with time so just give me a little experience on your relationship with time and then what you mean by that when you say we're time poor yeah so i was uh thanks to you zaya deep diving into gary v uh recently shout I, out gary v <laughs> shout out gary v those shout outs are going to keep coming by the way gary gary vaynerchuk is uh pretty much my uh, my number one like mentor and He's my compass when it comes to guidance for a lot of what I do. He gives away free content daily, sharing his intellectual value with others, and he brings me a lot of value, and it's priceless leadership. It's priceless. priceless. The Vikings are still better than the Jets. Sorry, Gary. Go Vikings. Sorry, Gary. Sorry. Go Vikings. We got the Vikes helmet right here for all you Vikings fans out there. All right. So for me, time and speed is a really interesting topic once you start to dive into it. Like... I really started to dissect what Gary's operation is about, and then some of the scientific stuff it led me to was like searching the consumer's relationship with time and speed, and then I would Google things like business time, like business relationship with speed and time, and there is such a direct correlation between speed being prompt and communication and like just operation in general with lack of friction. Anything in life when it comes to lacking friction is something we're we're like attracted to especially as a species that is all about time like time is what we're all trying to obtain and we're all pursuing control of our time whether we want to realize it or not that's why we work a job to make money is so that one day we can maybe have income on a level that we can have our time back if we can have control of our time really that's what we're all aiming for control of our time 24 7 doing what we want with who we want, where we want, and for how long we want. Like that's why for me being in business is so crucial because I get to choose, you can start to choose those things. You can choose who you hire, you can choose who you surround yourself with, what you're doing for business. So I think a lot of us don't- Can might- you just simplify that even more, which he's given great results guys, When we're in, but give me a very simple kindergartner definition of what time poor means. Time poor means we, in a, somewhat delusional sense 
overpay for a friction, a, a less friction process in our life. So simpler. Kindergarten's not going to understand that. Yeah, I, need, I need it to be simpler for the viewers out there. I want people to really hit this home because you touch on this a lot. I think it's super important to bring awareness to the viewers here uh, so they understand, so they can look at themselves about how they are time poor. Like, how are they time poor? What does that mean? What's time rich? What does time rich look like versus time, time poor? Time poor is just when we don't have control of our time and we 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 value having control of our time, but we don't have control of our time. And we're poor in the sense that we don't have any control over what we do with our time on a daily basis. Other factors are determining what we do with our what? time. Give me an example. Let's talk about this related to money because you kind of talked about that. So you're saying we're not in control of our time, but a lot of people are like, well, I choose to do this and this and this. Can you talk about how we really don't have control of our time because we're basing our time based on spending it working for money to be able to do other things or whatever? So just relate that back to time poor, meaning we're, t- we're poor because we're spending that time being controlled by doing something for money, so, not necessarily what brings happiness. So this is really crucial because what you're talking about is values. In a society, what we value is crucial. And what you're talking about is do we value money or do we value time? What do we value? Happiness? Or do we value having fancy, flash, flashy cars that make us look cool? So what you're talking about is valuing our time and valuing our happiness and doing what we do with our time. So if we start shifting that, if we value that more over money and over certain other things, we would then have a lot more time control. But ultimately, our society has sold us on money. If you look at money, it's the ultimate sale. It's a piece of paper printed with a number that is the ultimate fictional story of all time. Money is the most powerful fictional story ever, arguably. Money and there's others like politics and religion that are fictional stories. It's well, proven. Let's not get into too much into that yeah, we right won't now. Get, we got a short topic but, here. But we money won't. is a fictional story. If you think about it, if you start to analyze money, it's a fictional story that we all spend our time cons- trying to pursue and obtain because society gives it a value and we give it that value. So what would be time we, rich look like? We as, if someone we, was time rich, what would that look like? If you look back on it, we created money as a human, as a currency, as a tool. So it's a it's a creative it's a create creative extension of the human a lot of our things in the world such as fictional stories we created fictional stories and a lot of tools in the world we created as humans via fictional stories so So what would time rich look like so you just described what is time rich time rich to me is just having an abundance of time and you then have control of your time so that's why we talk so much zaya we always talk about auditing our income and our actions because how does one do that what's the easiest way that you think someone can become time rich what is the simplest way someone, if they're unhappy with their life and they realize, man, I am time poor. I'm spending all my time doing stuff that I don't want to do just to pay the bills, just to do this or just to do that. Like, I really want to be time rich. How? What's the simplest way for me to be time rich? It's to reverse engineer it and stop doing it like everyone else and start building it backwards. So start living within your means and auditing your income and actions and realizing if you're putting the most money and energy towards something, that's what you're ultimately valuing at the end of the day. Me, I try and put the most money into me, invest it in my business. If I'm spending money on like anything, I try and put it into my Weirman Media Company because it's what I want the most. It's what I value the most is doing what I love and pursuing my passions for profit and doing good in the world with a business platform. So that's what I audit myself on, trying to invest all of those things in my any any of my, 
amount of my action and my time and my energy, I try as well as my money to put it into my business. So basically you're saying do an inventory or audit of how you spend your time, one, then two. Which are big things. This is time management. So then get rid of all this energy spent on stuff in that time that's not towards what makes you feel happy or rich. Which is you. Everyone's you is different. You happy. Like he just said, what makes you happy. Yep. So then Don't let let your parents, don't let your sister, your brother, your cousin, your girlfriend, and your girlfriend's parents or your teachers tell you, you, we all are wired a certain way and have different passions and things that make us happy. What makes you happy? Got it. So I want to sum this up again because you went over so much stuff quickly. You, you talk fast. I just want the audience to understand. So basically what he's saying is to get time rich, it starts with the inventory of your time. Then number two, figuring out how you can remove yourself from doing things and spending time on things that don't necessarily fill you up and make you happy. Then three, slowly transitioning into cutting out not only time, but what he's saying, don't live beyond your means, cutting out expenses that you're forced to spend time working just to cover expenses that isn't necessarily or liabilities that isn't what's making you happy. So I think that's to summing up the three things that my brother's saying here is do an inventory, slowly remove your time on other things that don't make you happy, and then three, cut out and bills and minimize your expenses and don't live beyond your means. So then you don't have to work 60 hours to just pay bills or for a car payment when you don't really need a fancy car. And I think that's real three simple ways simple. to become time rich. And that's going to look differently than everyone else. And that's part of the growth steps and being aware of yourself is being to have honest conversation with myself. Like, okay, how am I spending my time? How can I remove my time spending doing these things? And how can I stop wasting money at the same time? So it frees up my time to do things and become rich in my time. So then this all comes together with speed then too, right? Because this comes back to our episode previously where I talked about traveling and tasting. Because actually at 28, I can tell you firsthand that I don't think I could have got where I am faster than taking risks and doing what and just doing. The fastest, so if you actually study companies like Bain, Bain and Company, Bain and Company is one of the largest business consulting firms in the world, and you study like McKinsey and uh, what's the other one? McKinsey, McKinsey's something, but McKinsey's firm as well. Bain and Company and McKinsey's firm are two of the largest business consulting firms in the world, and they actually, if you get them drunk, will say, the strategy is speed because if you start, you got to get them drunk though. They're not going to say that's over. You just got to get them toasted, and the then, strategy then comes, the strategies come out. The so strategy, ladies, it's just like trying to get a guy or a girl. You know, you get them a little tipsy, and we're likely to get them in the sack. You know, same bang. goes with with multi-billion-dollar businesses. You got to get them drunk to get the strategy. So I don't drink, but it's still a smart strategy if you are a drinker. But I don't do that. So I, my strategies that we get is through the internet. We so do, strategy we comes from speed and doing, and that's remarkably amazing. If you could, that's a huge point. If you can understand that, that through doing and committing action and pro, and make and like operating, you then can audit and adjust, audit and optimize and adjust, audit, optimize, adjust, audit, optimize, adjust through doing, and that that develops the strategy, and you're constantly like snapping in line and adjusting and growing and going. So it's like speed and time are a direct correlation. And then not judging ourselves with where we are and how we inefficiently are operating because we all have the defects, shortcomings, and we also all aren't the most efficient, but we are just going to dedicate as much time as we can that is most efficient to these things as best we can and then audit and try and optimize and keep going and operating at a fast speed. But once you realize the consumer is addicted to speed, 
you really start to change how you operate as a business because as a business owner, I've realized, okay, if someone's operating drunk on speed and they're addicted, if you compare the relationship, it's very similar to being like addicted to something it's unhealthy the consumer has an unhealthy misperception of their relationship with time and speed so then my job as a business owner is to do good and try and bring them awareness to that and perspective to that and education to that and then in sense they are using their dollars to yep. do i think yeah i think that's well. really great and i think we need to give some examples here because i think we're going over some good stuff but i think a lot of people out there might be kindergartners and what they're the concepts that you're talking about so i think one concept and one business that we can give an example here which i I think it's really important to give examples like this for put the audience in perspective is just look at Amazon. Why does everyone let's look at in terms of speed so then people can understand what the standard is. So and yeah, but Amazon, you can order something off Amazon because I'm addicted to speed too. They, a, re, they remove friction from the process. You can order it pajamas at home and with Prime now you get it in less than 48 hours at your door. That's crazy. So that is. If we is, just can think about that, 20 years ago, that's crazy. Even 10 years ago, that's crazy. So if we can think about that as an example, and I'm sure my brother can give some more examples, but I just really want to give that as a prime that's example. That's the best example. Yeah, because I want to give, I, I think people need these examples when we're sharing because we're talking about a lot of stuff and I, we have to assume they've never heard these concepts before because I don't think most people follow Gary Vee, which you guys should follow Gary Vee. Highly out, recommend shout Gary Vee. Vee. We're going to keep out Gary, shouting them out, Because man. that's who these shout that's where we're getting this this context and this information from and it's really important because this is not only in business but this is how we audit our lives to understand what to be happy in our lives even if you're not trying to run a business it's the same thing when it comes to relationships people are life gonna, people are gonna Just like you yeah, people are gonna like me better if i remove friction and increase my speed when it comes to being of service to my family and friends so With that's the same concept 100 but if you look at amazon they're the standard of speed and time and removing friction that's why they're taking over the world basically Hundred percent. So, <laughs> if you look at it in general, it makes sense. If you had to choose a path of friction or less friction, we are naturally going to choose. If you look at humans, we identify stuff and we make efficient decisions. The That's easier what we path. Do. We want the easier, softer way. Always. That's just reality. People That's want just, the easier, softer way. We want it all, and we want it for nothing. That's just how it is. I mean, it's 2020, and we could go on a plane and fly to Miami in less than four hours. Like that's mind-boggling. Look at the friction and speed with travel. When it comes to traveling the world now, like think about that. Like, but just adjust. If you can take this, this is so big. This topic and Gary V talks about time and our relationship with it all the time. But if you can really process what we're talking about, this key point, you will have huge, huge value come from this because it is an incredible awareness. It means you actually care about the person. Whether it's a relationship and a personal level or and with a consumer, you're caring about them because you want to make their it's it's customer experience first. You want to make their experience as awesome, as beautiful, as quick, exactly. as smooth, as just Efficient. streamlined everything. And Remove you, friction from their you, life. Yeah if, you, yeah, if you think about that, that works in all areas of your life. When it comes to business, that's what you want. And that means you care about your consumer. And secondly, when you have, imagine being with a boyfriend or girlfriend. They're going to fucking love you if you if you bring if that. you make their life into easier. Into their relationship. They're like, man, everything with them is the time, my friction, when I ask them to do something, they show up and they do it and they're not complaining. <laughs> You cannot lose if you if you do exactly that, Isaiah. You cannot lose, and if you really truly care about bringing someone value and doing good, you will not lose if you make that your priority and you do that. 
How can I make someone else's life less friction? How can I make their life life less difficult and less friction-like? And then how can I bring value to someone and really help them? If you do that, you just it's hard to lose. Yeah, and that's being you focused. That's being customer focused. And that's a philosophy and a mindset that we need to get into. And this is kind of going back to previous episodes where we talk about how a lot of people are selfish and a lot of businesses are selfish, where it's more about statistics and dollar signs and not that the consumer's a human and that you're and you're trying to give them a good customer experience. So this is kind of reverse engineering. And I want to go into one more example of another company that I think was the standard for this, and that's how Apple became the reason why I love Apple and a lot of people do is Steve Jobs reverse and he's he did this he said I want my customer experience to always be number one and then they reverse engineered how do they need to do what they need to do to create that it wasn't like we need to make this much money and then find a product that can make us that much it's like I want to create something that's this is the experience for the person and I want to figure out how to get there by reverse engineering so and that is key when it comes to speed Ultimately, the most innovative, disruptive, sustainable company ever is Apple. You could argue that it's not really that hard to, I mean, being innovative and being disruptive and sustainable are the two forms of innovation, and Apple has killed both. So in business, it's crucial to remain innovative. It's a, it's no longer a luxury to be innovative in business. It's now a necessity. If you don't innovate and change and grow with the, if the consumer moves so fast, as a business, you have to move fast. And once you realize how challenging that is, you have to start to realize that you need to operate agile and flexibly and fast to stake up and caught up with the consumer. But so, you should do that because it should be rooted in caring. Exactly. Again, it should be rooted in giving your consumer the customer experience as things change. It's like a relationship, like your relationship changes aren't you going to form because you care about your partner and you want to make sure they're happy if they have a new job it's stressful you're moving it's the same thing with the business like if you care about your people that are buying your products and services that you stand by you're going to adapt because you care not because you're doing it because it's just going to make you more money which then again all this if you start to realize the scientific characteristics of it are evolutionary they're characteristics that correlate directly to scientific evolution and how if you look at the characteristics of of the human species and why we've been so successful at evolving and adapting those are the characteristics that you want in a business being agile being flexible being cooperative effective healthy communication consistent communication building healthy relationships at scale these things are what as humans the characteristics that are evolutionary and help us adapt and evolve are the characteristics you want to implement as a business so that you can consistently change and grow as the market and and the environment that you operate within changes around you awesome great stuff here um yeah. I think we touched on all the good stuff, so I kind of I'll, I'll do one more wrap it up here, and then I'll let Rambo wrap it up in his own work. So kind of to sum back this up, everyone, as you're listening, is we talked about how we are time poor as a society versus time rich. Time poor means spending all my time doing things that necessarily doesn't bring me fulfillment and happiness and purpose, or necessarily money and more money in my pocket to free up more time. And time rich is spending my time doing things that give me happiness, fulfillment, 
purpose and even finances and the ability to, to increase those things is more in how to get there is basically three steps through doing an inventory and honest audit of how I spend my time, then figuring out how to transition my time from doing things that aren't giving me fulfillment to doing that. And then three, also looking at how I spend money to minimize my expenses and my liabilities so I don't have to spend all this time just working for that, which isn't giving me fulfillment and purpose. So that's kind of how you sum up the time poor. And then we talked about speed and how speed um, removing friction and being faster with the speed and being able to be aware of that and be you focused on creating customer experience being number one in all areas of our life removes the friction and creates better results and allows us to have operate at a quicker speed and when it comes to 2020 with technology and the way the world is innovative like speed is everything and that is what will lead to your business being successful as well as your personal relationships 100 that's what i got out of this that's how i would sum it up and ramble how would you to sum this up to the audience out of out of everything we talked about here to end our, our beautiful another episode of two brothers tv Deuce Brothers TV. I would just say, number one, as Isaac says, the simpler the better. If we can just improve the dialogue on time and speed and our misperception of speed as humans and our unhealthy relationship to overpaying for time and speed, it's a huge, huge evolution and growth that we will see in optimization. It's been proven. If you Google... Google, I highly recommend Googling because Harvard Business has an article on this, which is what I, how I learned it. The consumer's relationship with time and speed, it will directly tell you if we bring this correction to the consumer, it will bring the most efficient optimization and correct this misperception and lead businesses. The big thing here is the unethical manipulation of the people that are the consumers with money being manipulated by the business owners that are unethically manipulating their their addiction and lack of awareness to their unhealthy relationship with time and speed. And they're just getting you to buy and buy and buy, lacking awareness and insight with what you're buying and just manipulating that relationship and misperception and really start bringing the optimization to the businesses and forcing them to be ethical. It's really a big ethical thing here if you start to realize it where if someone was really drunk or really high on something i wouldn't be able to sell if i sold them something and it was garbage and trash to me that's unethical if you're selling trash and garbage to someone that's lacking awareness and insight to what it is you're selling them because they're drunk or high on speed or time or alcohol or weed to me that is unethical and not right so that's why we improve we bring this dialogue to you is because we want to bring that you we want to bring this topic up and this is why we made this episode is bringing the correction of our misperception and awareness of time and speed and how we overpay for it yeah i agree with that and i think one thing to sum all this up is the motive like why do we want to do this right selfishly like why do i want to do this why should you i believe it's because this is where freedom is the freedom behind not being feeling like you're forced to spend your time doing something there's a freedom behind that so for me my experience when i can remove myself from those situations i get to a freedom level where i'm choosing what i want to do and there's an empowerment there and i want to give one more prime example before we end the episode here mark Wahlberg blocks out his time 15 minutes at a time. That's how time his management is. So he's one gr- successful guy. One of the most disciplined and successful men. He is completely free, and, he, and he's a great person. He's a business. He operates as a brand. Mark Wahlberg is a brand. And he, uh, you know, very successful entrepreneur, actor, filmmaker, 
you know, he's worth about $200 million. Like he blocks out his time 15 minutes at a time. Now that is optimizing time. That is optimizing the freedom and you want. And from my experience, there's the discipline is the freedom is in the discipline because no one's forcing you to do that. You're doing it on your own. And that's the empowerment in that. And that's where the freedom is. So if you want freedom, that is the end result that I believe why it's important to do these things. So I think that's all we got for this episode today. We packed a lot of punch into there, but that's what we like to do, Two Brothers TV. We like to go over a lot of stuff quick. We don't like to waste your time because it's time sensitive, and we all know people got to work, and people got to do things, responsibilities. So we appreciate you guys listening today. We'll have another episode coming at you tomorrow for Two Brothers TV, um, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you. Two Brothers TV, bringing bringing you fast, fluid information on the go. Shout out, Gary V. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Via creative content in 2020 that's fast, fluid, and flexible. Hey, Podcast Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Your attention is our oxygen. Please like, share, subscribe, and you might be our next loyal brand follower who is mentioned at the end of our show. Shout out to Bob Monahan for saying... It's all love. Let it guide you. Let it heal you. Name it, reframe it, and reclaim it. Owner of Hostel Du Nord, Bob Monahan.